Welcome to another episode. I'm Sabrina Lynn and this is Rewilding. We've got a really beautiful, powerful new moon. It's the astrological new year. Uh, this new moon, it's falling on the equinox. It's six planets in Aries. We're coming out of the Neptune Piscean fog or the chaos or confusion or the sleepiness. Um, and we're moving into uh, action-oriented, um, initiatory energy, moving forward, launch energy. <laughs> the words I keep hearing in my head are, it's go time. <laughs> um, so that's what's happening in this episode. It's, I don't know, we'll see. I'm, I'm really dedicated and devoted to this piece of, let me share what most serves this moment in time. Um, and that's just really what I'm aiming for. So if the style feels different or I'm a little slower in this one, like I'm pausing a lot, feeling into stuff because I'm really trying to kind of ride that line of what most serves, what most serves, what most serves. And when I feel into that and I feel into what can I share here in the intro, because y'all know I love sharing a little extra extra here in the audio podcast and something that I happen to look up after I recorded the video, the main portion of the podcast was, when you get to the Venus section, when you hear Venus, pay attention. Because to me, if I were going to facilitate a workshop on this new moon, I would lean really hard into this Venus conjunct the North Node energy. It can be so clarifying so destiny-oriented, so beautifully um, oh, intuitive, um, oh gosh, cut through the noise and really help us to make high, high choices, like highest choices, destiny choices. It's like the capacity to listen to your highest self through your heart right? Venus like really helps us to bring it into our heart, to listen to our heart. So stay tuned for that. When that comes up, really listen to that. But here's the piece I want to add is Juno, goddess of marriage, but hold on. I know some of you revolt against marriage. I am sometimes one of them <laughs> for sure. But um, Juno is conjunct, Venus conjunct the North Node. So here's a way to feel into that. What is it? So this is North Node destiny, your true North. What's calling to you, right? Um, highest unfoldings, sacred callings. That's, this is that whole line. And Venus there, but, and I'll talk more about that. So listen for that in the podcast. I won't go into that here. But with Juno there, it's what is it that you could be devoted to? Where could you put your devotion? This is also really, really clarifying. So if one piece with Venus is what's tugging at your heartstrings, right? So just what's tugging at your heartstrings. And then if you were to feel into what could I marry? <laughs> what could I sign a contract to? What could I be devoted to, right? What, like if you just feel into marriage or you feel into long-term commitment, it doesn't have to be devotion. That just seems to be the energy that's really pouring in for me at the moment. But um, what could I be committed to from a high soul place? This isn't surface level marriage. This is just what is it that my soul is committed to, right? Like I'm committed to rewilding. I'm committed to this work in the world. I'm, I'm committed to this. This is what I am married to. Everyone who knows me in my personal life knows I am married to this. This is what I came here for. It's very, very, very clear for me. <laughs> um, but feeling in, and this is a time where we can get profound insights, even if we know, like for me, I know what I'm married to. It was clear for me eight years ago when I first stepped into rewilding. I first started holding workshops and retreats and creating programs like this. And, um, but it's within that now that I can refine things or I can get more um, 
clarity for the moment, right? Like, okay, like for me right now, I am extremely devoted to um, improving our social media, <laughs> like to bringing through more free content. I'm incredibly devoted to that, right? I am incredibly committed to that, like really figuring out how to do more YouTube videos, more podcasts, um, more like snippets, like how can I like cut this down into shorter bites. And that's for me, that's a clarity that's coming through for me around this new moon time. And so don't think that it has to be this big change of life direction or, you know, big change of something pulling at your heartstrings, but it's even within what already has your heart just going drilling down a little bit further like okay let's define that a little bit more let's get a little bit more detail oriented about it is there a little pivot here is there something else that can be defined and this is such a great time for clarity really and truly um, we are coming out of the fog so just I encourage you to just take full advantage of this moment in time uh, because it's really beautiful. The end, so I also want to encourage you to wait until the very end because something pretty cool, I don't know if I was able to explain it super great, <laughs> um, but it's about this, you know, um, a new way of, uh, of healing, a new way of waking up. There's, there's a way that's just they're quicker. I'm snapping my fingers over here because it's just, it's like, it's quicker, it's truer, it's, you know, just as deep, just as transformative, but we don't have to do it um, in such an old, grungy, gritty, slow kind of a way. Um, so that's right towards the end, and I encourage you to just um, really pay attention for that. Final note that I will share in case you missed the last podcast we're hiring. So as part of this devotion that I have toward really creating more free content, getting more good stuff um, <laughs> out into the world, um, we're hiring a content creator, someone to help us to um, take a podcast and splice and dice and create really cool stuff from it. And um, yeah, so anyways, if that's of interest to you, go listen to the intro of podcast 178, the one just before this. Um, and or if you know someone who might be interested, um, that would be lovely. We'll probably keep this, uh, I don't know, like this opportunity open for another week. There's some really beautiful applicants. We haven't made our decision yet, so we'll definitely be waiting another week, maybe two weeks after this new moon, maybe on the full moon, right? The culmination of the full moon. How good would that be? <laughs> Just like, and here's the crescendo. <laughs> um, who knows? We'll, we'll see what happens, but that's it. There's still a couple places on retreat. If you're interested in doing in-person retreat with us, I just filmed a little casual video um, of the retreat center. If you apply, you kind of get that video. Uh, what else? Priestess training. Um, that's maybe half full at this point. That's a deep dive, 18 months. That's the gauntlet. <laughs> um, that starts in May. So I think that's it to announce. Uh, yeah. That's it. That's all we have going on at the moment. There's lots of other things in the cooker, uh, but I'll announce those as we get closer uh, to revealing those things. No other in-person retreats, though. That's a question I've been getting a lot. Um, is there another in-person retreat? When is that going to be? I've been averaging one a year for the last three years, <laughs> so uh, I don't know. I just I feel like when I really lean hard into that thing around... Um, what is the greatest thing that I can be doing, right? Just like kind of tried to do in this episode of, you know, what is it that most serves? What is it that most serves? Kind of holding that everywhere. And so also feeling that in the offerings, like what is it that most serves? And, you know, it's not doing a ton of in-person retreats um, throughout the year. So, all right, uh, enough of my chitter chatter. Enjoy the episode. This is a cool moment in time. Uh, this new moon is the astrological new year. It's the equinox. Um, Pluto is changing signs just after this new moon. We have many, 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 many planets in Aries, which is pioneering forward movement, new beginnings. Um, equinox brings equal amounts of day 
and night, light and dark, like that equilibrium piece. There is so much to explore and to dive in uh, with the energetics around this new moon. And I'm going to go with <laughs> the same style that we went into in the last kind of embodied astrology conversation where we're just going to flow into it. Um, and really my aim is to just constantly hold this line of what serves the moment, what serves the moment, what serves the moment, what serves the moment. Um, and so I want to give you everything I can around this moment in time, around how you can get the most out of it, around things that will be um, powerful to reflect on, to put your energy toward, to put your focus toward, to put your uh, kind of your life force into, you know, what what makes sense, um, what might be more like fighting up against something that we could maybe just wait a couple weeks and then it will be a really great time for that. Um, as always, this is just an offering, right? This is just a bunch of stuff to feel into. Um, I invite you to let it touch you how it touches you, even if that touch is a strong no, right? That sometimes just as valuable or even more valuable as a strong resonance, right? A strong nope, not to put my energy into that. But this one feels really good, right? So it's almost like this multiple choice <laughs> um, thing that you get to feel into as I go through some of these different themes and different opportunities or expressions of this energy in this moment. And you kind of just get to feel into like, A is not for me, B definitely not for me, C, ah, my whole body's lighting up. Yes, that's for me. Um, so uh, yeah, I think that's it for our setup for this, whew, this experiential deep dive into the energetics. So let me feel what's kind of coming. The first thing that um, I'd really love to explore or to bring in is this overarching theme of Pluto moving signs. Um, again, you don't need to know anything about the astrology to get a ton out of this conversation. But what I want to talk about is this long-term energy of death and rebirth, of transformation, of deconstruction, reconstruction. When Pluto's moving signs, he right now is at the last degree of Capricorn. That's like drilling in. Like, okay, what have we missed over the last... I don't know how many years exactly, somewhere between 15 and 20 years that he's been in Capricorn. Actually, it was in 2008 that he went into Capricorn. So what is that? 10, 15, 15 years, right? Um, uh, think about that. Isn't that interesting? Pluto went into Capricorn in 2008. That was the financial crisis, the global financial crisis, 2008. He moved into Capricorn, structures, banking, right? Tangible things, earthy things, right? And it happened just a bit, like weeks after he made his transition into, um, into Capricorn. So oftentimes when Pluto, which is a very slow moving planet, makes that transition, something profound will happen Something big will happen in the energetics of that kind of new sign that he's moving into. But here's the wild thing. This is wild. And remember, this is the overarching energy. I know we as humans, we want like, well, just tell me what day it's going to happen so I can mark a big red X on my calendar and just not get out of bed, Sabrina. But definitely does not work like that with any of the astrology but for sure not these outer planets like Pluto. It is much longer term. So if you kind of want to think of, you know, this is the energy that we're in for the next two years. 
I know. <laughs> so you can kind of think like, okay. Um, until like 2025, we're kind of going to be in this like really interesting play with Pluto because Pluto will move signs into Aquarius, back into Capricorn, back into Aquarius, back into Capricorn again, right? That's very interesting. So like we mentioned about this big 2008 event happening, Pluto didn't do this retrograding back and forth in and out of signs. So who knows when Pluto will kind of make that like, like stamp on the new the Aquarius energy. So let me just give you a couple things to feel into. If at the start of Pluto going into Capricorn, it was all about finances, banking, right? I mean, that was rough. Mortgages, interest rates, banking, the 2008 here in the States, right? Like it had to do with all of those like horrible loans that were given out, right? All the dodgy stuff, the, all the hidden stuff, the corrupt stuff, the misuse of power stuff, that's all Pluto, right? All of that to do with financials, to do with banking. Now what are we seeing? We just watched banks in America collapse. This is now Pluto exiting the sign, last degree exits on the 23rd, right after this new moon, Pluto moves into signs, right? Like, boom, we get two big events around finances. But here's the wild thing. Think about this. Pluto is going to come, move out of the sign, come back into Capricorn. What's going to happen then? I don't know. Will there be another financial thing? Then move back into Aquarius. What happens then? I don't know. Back into Capricorn, right? In September of 2024. I think I have these dates for you, actually. I remember writing these down. Um, uh, June 11th, Pluto comes back into Capricorn. Um, January 20th goes back into Aquarius and then September 13th, uh, hold on a second, of 2024, uh, I think it's September, sneaks back in just for a tiny little like short brief moment back into Capricorn, right? So, and you can Google search those exact dates um, if you really want to dial in on that. but. Interesting stuff around finances. So just want to put this out there as like big overall overarching energy that we're in. It's long term. Um, but to feel into, you know, what does that mean for you? Um, if we really feel into Pluto, and let me just give you some feels. Um, if Pluto and Capricorn is about, Pluto is always about power. It's about the shadow. Let me bring light to the dark. Let me make the unconscious conscious. Let me reveal that which is hidden. And so Capricorn, let me do that in structures. Let me do that in foundations. Let me do that. And Capricorn is also like old boys club. Right? You just think about old boys club um, and old structures, old ways of doing things. <laughs> Banking fits so perfectly in there. And Pluto's money, right? Anything to do with power, especially like, um, <laughs> uh, let me feel for the right word, uh, money, sex, um, fame, you could kind of use that, but anything to do with, with, with power and especially the misuse of power, um, hidden power, uh, power plays, right? That's all, that's all Pluto. So will be very interesting to to see how this unfolds. Um, okay, uh, I know that that was a big, like overarching energy that um, felt to take us into, but it feels important, especially when, you know, planning retirements and planning what to do with your money and where to put your money and what to invest in right now and all of these sorts of things. So I don't know, just kind of feel, feel your way through it. Uh, okay. Let's feel into what else would kind of serve this moment in time. I think the next energy to really bring in is warrior energy is this Mars energy. Aries is the sign, is Mars home sign. We've got this moon in Aries. We've got 
five planets, six if you count Eris, all right in Aries. That's that's warrior. That's Mars energy. Um, it's very fiery. But let me feel a little bit more around um, around how to maybe talk about this. There's also this piece around Mars has been conjunct Neptune. Mars has been in his shadow. Um, Mars has gone retrograde and then took a really long time, like eight months in Gemini, um, to come out of shadow territory where he had originally started to go backwards. So Mars coming out of shadow, that happens, oh gosh, couple days after this moon um, by the 25th mars is moving into cancer so mars is also changing signs so by march 25th mars is finally out of gemini mars typically spends a month in each sign spent eight in gemini that's a long time um, so this warrior aspect when in gemini has <laughs> it's like <laughs> um, playing both sides that's kind of Mars and Gemini. It's also very heady. It's very mind. It's mental games um, when it's Mars and Gemini. Mars squared Neptune. Mars has squared Neptune three times now over the last few months. This is the final square. Mars squaring Neptune. Neptune is the predominant energy in that square. So Neptune will win out. Um, how that energy feels is Neptune is higher heart. Mars is like uh that immature passionate heart right we're like you're, you're you're fighting for the ego right that's that's like the typical expression of mars fighting for the ego um fighting for your beliefs that's gemini like fighting for your beliefs higher heart neptune is like fighting for the good of all right neptune higher heart wisdom heart, mystical heart, one heart. I'm connected to everything. I start to operate and move from a much higher heart place. I love, you know, unconditionally where Mars like has a lot of passion, a lot of fire, but it's like love with conditions. Well, I love you if you're my family. I love you if you fit into, you know, this particular stereotype of people that I would defend, that I have been taught to defend, right? And so really this wild and beautiful interplay that's been happening um, between Mars and Neptune in this final square, um, which took place just a couple of days before this new moon, so still active, like they're still in a square, um, uh, <laughs> and it's making it louder because this new moon is conjunct Neptune. So it happened a couple of days ago, but because the sun and the moon are now conjunct Neptune, it's making that square louder. So you can also say Mars is not only square Neptune, Mars is square the sun and the moon. So Mars is squaring this new moon. So it's just warrior energy. It's the last couple degrees of Gemini finally getting some traction coming out of shadow, kind of starting to get away from Neptune, right? Which Neptune can really water down Mars, right? Our Mars is also our action in the world, our go get it, our... There's this hilarious line, I'm gonna use it, because it's just funny. Um, a friend of mine and I, we were hanging out on New Year's once and it was like Mars was really loud in the astrology and both of us were like, all right, this year it's balls to the wall, right? That's Mars, like, just go, right? Um, action, do, 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 do. Sometimes you're not really thinking, you're just, you just get do for the sake of doing. You plow ahead, you plow through, you run over whatever um, to get to the finish line. I mean, sometimes you get to the finish line and you're like, oh wait, Shoot, that actually changed like six months ago and I just didn't check back in with my intuition. <laughs> That's Mars, right? Mars just give, give Mars a goal and Mars like I am in um, and sometimes doesn't always like stop to check on things. Uh, are we still on the right? Are we still going for the right goal? You know, um, uh, okay, so feeling that piece for this moon plus with this new moon and sun or the moon and sun, they're conjunct, obviously, at a new moon, them being in Aries, that's Mars energy, all right? So 
the good side, the high side, how we can really step into this during this time is it's action oriented. It's if you've been trying to find your feet or get your footing or take steps forward now, it's like we're coming out of the fog of Neptune. This last week before this moon, it's a Neptunian time where it's foggy, it's confusing, it's cloudy, we're sleepy, we're dreamy. We don't know, you know, like the veils get really thin. Um, we're not sure like what action to take or what steps to take because we're kind of like reality seems to be playing tricks on us. We're, that's Neptune energy and that's um, Neptune in Pisces and sun and moon just came out of Pisces. Mercury was in Pisces, like all conjunct Neptune. Like this was so Piscean, Neptunian, which is beautiful because it's extremely mystical. So meditations were most likely off the charts, spiritual practices. You may have just fallen into spiritual practices with zero efforting, right? It's like, you're having a conversation and suddenly you're in the deepest meditation that you've ever been to and you're actually talking to your mom and you get off the phone and you're like, wow, that was one hell of an awakening experience. <laughs> that is the high side of Pisces and Neptune and kind of this energy that we were just in. We're coming out of that. Here's an opportunity. You ready for it? This is, this is uh, like... Uh, advanced opportunity. <laughs> Use the word advanced and seems to make everyone always want to like, ooh, ooh, advanced, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. Um, but always just go with this if it feels true for you. Um, but what if you could take spiritual insights and just before this moon happens, it's a really great time. Even during the new moon, you could do this, um, but that Aries energy is going to take you forward. Like it's going to propel you forward fast. <laughs> um, it's going to put you into do mode. And what the warning here is, is to not, is don't do just for the sake of doing. That's uh, kind of the shadow side of Aries, of Mars, like just do for the sake of doing. Um, and then, you know, when everything changes signs again, then we'll look back and reflect and go, oh, okay. <laughs> I think I just wasted a lot of energy. Um, so here's the advanced opportunity. Should you choose to accept this mission? No. <laughs> oh man, I'm goofy. Um, all right. So, uh, feeling this uh, this Mars this Mars piece and sorry not the Mars piece but this moving from Pisces mysticism into Aries can you bring mystical insights spiritual knowledge intuitions that you had or have soul truth, soul calling, sacred callings, right? Whatever you fit into this category of your spirituality, right? Your spiritual, and now it's like putting your spirituality into action. Putting it hmm, into forward motion, right? It's like, if I here, I'll just give you this example. Um, the last month have been deep in mystery school, right? We've had mystery school, the threefold path, uncovering dragon line, uncovering mystical union, really working with it's it's probably the mystery school of the alchemists. I mean, really, that's what we really stepped into was becoming alchemists. It's all alchemy, alchemy, alchemy. What needs to open up inside of self to become an alchemist? We all have that potential, but. Um, to be in this mystery school and this energy, um, very mystical energy, very like veils are so thin, tapping into psycho-spiritual power, so easy, just whoosh, it's right there. Um, it's, it's, it's almost like so much that you can't even channel it in all the way. Like it's so much that you just, you would burn up <laughs> trying to bring it all into something it's just that much of the floodgates are open and now it's like okay this um 
the doors have all been opened, the insights have come, the teachings have come through, the energies have come through, right? So feel into this for yourself in, in whatever way, or just give me a chance to finish the story and then kind of reflect on it possibly. But it's all coming, like the body of work has come in. And now with everything moving into Aries, it's like, and now how do we take that forward, right? What came in for you over the last month? And now how do you take that forward? It can be very esoteric, mystical things. Soul calling, soul purposes, um, awakenings, perception shifts, spiritual insight, whatever it's been. But think about this in the realm of like your mystic, in the realm of your spiritual life. And how can you take it forward? Like really and truly, how can you take it forward? That's, that's Aries energy. That's this new moon. New moon, new beginning, new chapter. Now we get our feet beneath us. We get to move forward. We get to make things happen. It's doing energy. It's make things happen. It's warrior energy. Like what is it that I want to put my fire behind? So previously, Pisces season, probably not a whole lot of fire, a lot of mysticism, a lot of expanded mind, a lot of expanded thinking, probably not a whole lot of fire, right? Probably not a whole lot, a lot of dreaming, a lot of dreaming, a lot of meditating, a lot of altered states, probably not a whole lot of action or forward motion or um, tangibly creating necessarily, right? And so... I'll just finish up this example now there's just this really big energy of okay this whole body of work came in like 20 hours probably 30 40 hours maybe of of content came in of teachings of information of experiential um explorations for this mystery school right like 30 40 hours right huge this whole whole path whole body of work came in and it's like you know, 150 people went through that mystery school or are still going through that mystery school. And it's like, wow, that's amazing. It's amazing that this exists in the world now, that 150 people have been able to open up to the dragon line, have been able to really open up to the psycho-spiritual powers within that lead to alchemy, that lead to becoming an alchemist, have really like opened up to what mystical union is, the powers of consciousness and the powers of life force and how to channel life force and consciousness in together to create a third energy, right? All this stuff that I've been talking about in the last couple of episodes. Um, and it's like, okay, with Aries, Aries, like now, how do we take that forward? How do we take that for all this stuff that came in in Pisces season and mysticism, right? In our spiritual lives, how do we take that forward? And, you know, we're talking about that. We're working on that. Um, some of these podcasts right now, um, are kind of taking that forward. We're putting in, um, uh, kind of pushing into the new. So that's also Aries is pushing into the new. Like we're pushing into um, new ways to take this out into the world. We're pushing into new ways to offer um, these practices or this body of work or, you know, ways to whatever, get these transmissions. Like that's, that's Aries, pioneering, pushing forward, bringing it in and taking it forward, right? Okay, so that's something to think about, right? Like really just take some time and reflect on that. If there's one thing to do in this energy, it would be really honor that this is a new year. If this is the energetic new year, January 1st, that's just fluffy la-la, a bunch of humans creating that stuff. And yeah, human consciousness has extraordinary power, right? We all get swept up in waves of collective consciousness thinking all the time. So let's not pretend like January 1st doesn't have some power in it, right? The power of human consciousness is enormous. And that New Year's, I bet you, will probably feel stronger to you than this New Year's, but maybe on different levels. So what if you got to a deeper, more intuitive level, right? And you felt into the stars, into something greater, not so plugged into human collective consciousness, which I know we're plugged into all the time because we're talking, we're looking at social media, we're looking at the news. So just unplug for a moment. Plug into something greater. 
plug into some other rhythm, some other rhythm beyond just collective consciousness, right? Plug into the rhythm of the moon, plug into the rhythm of the plants, plug into something greater. You will be amazed. You will be amazed um, at <laughs> what happens when you do. And so, again, if there's something to do during this new moon, it's really allow this to be a new beginning. Really allow this to be a new chapter and really go, okay, you could even go all of last year. Really and truly, because we're in these, of course, we're in this, this little new moon cycle, right? 28-day cycle, little new moon cycle, but we're also in this astrological year cycle, 12-month cycle. We're also in this Pluto cycle. I mean, and we're also in many, many, many other cycles, but just to, you know, kind of give us some perspective on this so it's not just, well, what's a new moon ritual, Sabrina? I want to know just what to do on the new moon. I love that shit, right? I love that shit. I'm in. I mean, let's do a new moon ritual like right on that new moon. And I'll give you some of those things too. Like here, this is on the new moon. Here are some really powerful things that you could feel into doing. But amidst these greater things, like it's a new year. How good is that? It's a new year. So to really take all of last year and go, okay, what? <laughs> um, I just want to lean into this Aries energy, right? There's so many planets in Aries. And with Mars squaring this new moon, um, it's and with Neptune conjunct, right? Like it's just too good. Uranus is in there. That's awakenings. That's Kundalini awakenings, right? Like that's spiritual aspects adding into this Neptune energy of spiritually. And so if you feel into the last year and you just go, okay, cool. What, a, what woke up in me in the last year? Like what's alive for me? What's awake in me? What have I stepped into? What have, who have I become? What has changed for me? You know, who am I now? Like, what has opened up? How has my work shifted? How has my relationship shifted? How has my being shifted? How have I shifted? And what am I, how am I taking that forward? Like, really going, who am I now? What has been created in my life now? And then how do I want to take that forward? You know, what's calling me? What's, what's really calling at my heartstrings. Venus is on the North Node. Fucking awesome. Calling, pulling, tugging at your heartstrings. This is one of the greatest things you could do during this new moon. Talk about a ritual. Here's a ritual to do on the new moon. Let Venus North Node, because North Node is future visions. That's your highest potential. That's your true North. And Venus being there, it aligns our heartstrings, our heart longings, um, to really merge with our highest potentials, our true north, our soul callings, our highest path forward, our destiny, right? Our destiny. So I would do meditations on the heart. I would do meditations where my heart energy, Venus, right? Venus, the heart, my love, my longings, my yearnings. Let my heart get very, very involved. Let my heart really merge with something higher than me, with my higher self. You know, however you want to do these meditations, you can merge with your higher self. You can, I don't know, there's many ways of doing it, but we'll just do that simple one. Just call in your higher self, right? Or call up your higher self, wherever the heck your higher self comes from. doesn't matter. There's many different ways to do this, but call in your higher self. Let your higher self merge with your heart and then feel into what's calling my heart. What's got my heart? What's got my heartstrings? Like for me personally, it's like, does getting a new puppy have my heartstrings? Does moving off the dragon line pull at my heartstrings? Right, there is a place, a new, a new, I don't know, a new place, a new, I don't know, sacred site, I'm guessing, I don't know what it is. Um, it's in Utah, actually. 
Utah. If anyone here is listening is from Utah, um, I would love to hear from y'all in the comments below. Like, I am so gosh darn called to go to Utah. And that's a soul heart calling. It's like something pulling at my wisdom heart, not my little heart. My little heart wants nothing to do with going to Utah, right? So it's wisdom heart. That's what North Node is activating when this Venus-North Node conjunction is happening, which is right on the new moon. Right on the new moon. Greatest thing that we could do on the new moon, I would say, um, as a ritual just on that day, right? And, and that can be very clarifying. That can help to clarify what is it that you're pioneering into? How are you moving forward with all of this Aries energy, right? If you've reflected on the last year, what's woken up in me, what's opened in me, what, you know, who am I now? And then you allow that, do that practice and let your heart strings, wisdom heart, because wisdom heart will be activated, right? We don't have to work hard for that. You just hold the intention, right? Let my higher self, my true north, my destiny align with my heart and then just go, where is my heart truly calling me? Is it calling me? For those of you who have relationship questions, right? Like, do I stay in this relationship? Do I not? On the new moon, lean into your heart and then feel, like put a picture of someone there. Don't let your mind get in the way. This is not mind, right? This is not Mercury, mind on the North Node. It's Venus, body, body, heart, love. So you literally could lie down pictures on the floor and just let your heart and you could walk. This is very embodied. This is where Venus's wisdom comes in to play is you let your heart pull you. So maybe I would put out five different places to move to, right? On the floor, I would just write because I'm not an artist and I'm way too lazy to cut out pictures and shit like that. I would just write Utah, Australia, I don't know, where else would I possibly think? Anyways, like three more. And I would just put them all down on the floor and I would go, where's my heart? Where's my body lead me? And you drop your energy from your head into your heart, right? This thing will jazz you up all the time. If you have not done any embodiment work, do some embodiment work. I don't care who you do it with. I don't care what it is, but as long as it's good and proper embodiment work where you're like activating life force, right? You're dropping into body wisdom, do it. Somatic work, just do it. It's so fucking powerful and will change your life, right? You will open up different wisdom centers beyond just logic, right? Logic will only take you so far. I love logic. I was a fucking scientist for a really long time. Love it. Love left brain, love logical, love ration, love reason. But it's like this much in the overall wisdom capacities of humans, right? It's, it's great. It's great. And I love it, right? I love it. Um, but there's way more. So these are wisdom heart decisions. Wisdom heart decisions. So that's just a fun practice and you can do it with anything like <laughs> lay out, stay in this relationship, don't stay in this relationship and just drop into your heart and go, okay, where does my heart pull me to? Wisdom heart, not little 16 year old immature heart that still hasn't grown up. We all have one of those. They're beautiful, right? Not the five-year-old heart that needs safety and security or your relationship is representing mommy or daddy or whatever it is, but it's like soul, true north wisdom heart. You can do it for any decision. So think about what are your big decisions right now? Crossroads of life, right? How to decipher where to be called. I am telling you, this is so, so, so crazy powerful at this moment in time, right? And we're coming out of that fog of Pisces, Neptune stuff, right? So it's clarity. We get clarity and we get to drop into heart wisdom so the mind is not getting in the way. So beautiful, right? So beautiful, so powerful. Um, okay, let me feel into if there's anything else that I can share. Um, um, just give me a moment, sorry. Um, I get all fired up when a really beautiful practice like that comes in and just absolute clarity around something. Let me feel into some other um, new moon rituals. Some new moon rituals that could be good. Vesta is also in the sign of Aries right now. Aries is fire. 
right? So it's fire. If you feel like your inner flame has gone out or you feel like you've been swamped out or you feel like, um, you just feel like you haven't had your inner spark, that inner fire, that inner flame, that's a beautiful practice or a beautiful ritual for this new moon as well is to candle gaze, right? And candle gaze with whatever intention really pulls at your heart string, right? Because it's all about North Node. It's all about true North. It's, it will pull you right to your destiny. And you just feel, you know, where does your heart, what, what does your heart want to hold as an intention as you candle gaze? Like I'm candle gazing and actually I'm really called to work with the flame. So Vesta is sacred flame. Um, she's um, keeper of the sacred flame, keeper of the inner flame. Also, there's a capacity in Vesta that um, um, burns away the false and really illumines the true. And so that could be something you hold as an intention when you're just working with fire. And it's kind of like reigniting that fire. And that's part of what Aries season will do in all of this. these shifts into Aries is just reignite that fire within. And so that could be a really powerful practice of burn away the fog, could hold that as an intention while candle gazing, burn away the confusion, um, ignite or further ignite my inner flame, point my inner flame in the direction of my highest unfolding, right? Get creative, get creative. Um, but fire is a really good element, um, the best element to work with. Um, as a general suggestion, of course, we're all incredibly unique and incredibly different, and there might be something else for you to work with, um, but just something to feel into. Um, let me feel. I want to talk a tiny little bit more about Mars going into Cancer. So on the 25th, just after this new moon, on the 21st, Mars will move signs into Cancer. That's for some of us, we'll really feel that shift because Mars has been in Gemini for so long, like eight months, and we've almost forgotten that Mars has any other expression other than, you know, the, the battling twins, which is Gemini. Um, and I, so they don't have to be the battling twins, but that's kind of how it sometimes feels. It's like just really holding duality. Um, do this, no, change your mind and do this. No, no, how about this one? No, 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 this one. Um, and there's many, there's really um, amazing gifts with Gemini as well. But Mars moving into Cancer, um, let me feel for this. It's like the warrior um, who fights for their home, the warrior who fights for their family, the warrior who feels deeply who feels deep emotions, who um, really goes internal, reflects on things, sometimes has a hard shell, like the hard armoring, but inside is like soft and gooey. That's where Mars is moving into. Mars is moving in to Cancer. And just because of Mars's, yeah, like, let me feel for a moment. It's just prominent. It's just a prominent energy. This Mars is prominent. And I think part of the reason I'm bringing it up, I'm like, why am I bringing this up? I think part of the reason I'm bringing this up is, I think war is kind of on top of everyone's mind, right? Like, are we at war? We're at war, kind of, but we're not. We're saying we're not. We sort of are. Uh, you know, that's kind of Gemini-ish. Um, Mars and Cancer is like fighting for your homeland. Um, it's water sign, so it's not all this like mental chitter chatter. Gemini is also communication, right? Very, um, like very flexible communication, right? Very snappy, very quick witted. Gemini is often really quick witted. Um, and so it's like a deepening. Of, of warrior energy. So just, I don't know, just something to feel into that felt important to weave into the conversation today. Um, 
Something that you could do also on this moon is to look at where zero degrees, zero one degree of Aries is in your birth chart, right? That's where this new moon is landing. So just to have a look what's being lit up in your chart, you can kind of look at anything else in your chart that's around zero or one degrees. Uh, that's a good place. That's a good place to look. Our masterclass, it's free. Yeah, it's free. <laughs> I think it's 90 minutes. And it's, it's me showing you how to run a free birth chart, right? On a website, online, you just go to the website, you can run your free birth chart. It shows you how to look at what's at zero degree Aries in your own birth chart. Um, plus you get to just hang out with me for another 90 minutes. So we'll put that link uh, down below. You'll probably find it up here as well, but just look for astrology masterclass. Um, let's see what else would be really powerful. I just wanna see if there's anything else I can leave you with for this, for this new moon. Um, I would also just say, <laughs> there's this grace. Uh, there's just this, there's an extraordinarily, an extraordinary amount of grace. Um, it might not be very apparent, but it's like this grace in the background, right? So just, if you were to just feel into like sparkly, high vibratory, kind of grace in the background and yeah it might be like gritty right here what we're you know kind of that's right in our face Pluto in that last degree that's gritty you know Mars warrior stuff that can be real gritty like there's some gritty stuff Saturn just changed signs that can get gritty but and so if we just were to move away from what's just right in our face and to just kind of feel into the the overall grace, right? Like this overall grace of, uh, <laughs> of illumination, even though I know that it's a new moon, so it's a dark moon, but it's like um, the illumination of the shadow, the illumination of that which is ready to crumble still, the illumination of that which is ready to fall away, the illumination of the path forward, right? The illumination, and, and this is something, here we go. This is what I wanted to get to. This is part of the grace. This is, you might not believe me when I say this, <laughs> but I've been watching it for a couple of years now in workshops and retreats. I am extraordinarily blessed that I get to watch many, many people's transformations. It is one of the greatest gifts of my life is that I get to witness um, amazing things that humans are doing <laughs> humans <laughs> that's funny clearly uh clearly we're moving into aquarius humans but um here it is <laughs> it, i'm holding my hand here because it's like holding on to the energy that i'm trying to um trying to bring words to um we don't have to stay stuck in the old as long as we think. We don't have to go as deep into shadow territory to transform things. We don't have to get nitty gritty. We don't have to fight. We don't have to um, take a long time to do something to wake up or to change or to shift our consciousness. It doesn't take as long as we might still think it takes. There is this extraordinary capacity to move a lot faster, to wake up a lot quicker, to open our hearts, to come into higher states of consciousness, to love and to live from that place, to create from that place. There is a quickening. This is part of like what I was tapping into when I was feeling into that grace. And then when I was saying, you know, feel into the grace, but there can be some stuff right here that's right in front of our faces. Don't get stuck there. There are trappings. There are trappings. I know. I know. Trust me. I was, I am a shadow worker like it is nobody's business, right? Like 
I have this love for the dark goddess. I have a love for the underworld. I have a love. I have a love for digging in, getting nitty, getting gritty, crying our eyes out, right? Deep diving, like, and it is, and I am also a German fucking workhorse, right? Where it is, you do not stop until that job is done. And when it's, when you think you're done, dig a little fucking deeper because you're probably not done yet, right? Like, that's kind of all of rewilding was built on that. Isn't that crazy? It's crazy. And here I am saying, there is another way. What? What? There's another way. There's another way to healing. There's another way to waking up. You know, all those posts and all that stuff about ah, waking up is not what it's cracked up to be. It's so fucking shit and it's horrific and there's dark nights of the soul. I'm not saying that there aren't challenges. There are for sure, but it's not what it used to be. And many of us are still, we still have a foot in the old paradigm. We're still kind of assuming it's going to take longer or we're, we're still, maybe we're not even assuming, we're not even conscious necessarily, but there's quicker, there's quicker, there's more rapid. And it's just, where are you focused? Are you focused on the tough stuff that's right here? Or are you focused on this path forward? I'm telling you, the greatest thing that you can do with that will lead to deep healing, ultimate transformation is to focus on that path forward. Not kidding. It's to focus on that path forward and then a lot of this stuff just falls off. The old inner child wounding, the old mother wound, the old sexual wounds, the old thought patterns, the old whatever, they fall away without us having to spend six months Digging in, getting gritty with them. Yeah, we still sometimes have to get dig in and get gritty with them. That's still very valid and relevant and totally true and sometimes the greatest things that we can be doing. But feel into that. Feel into and just like let your body tell you, you know, let your body speak. And it might be saying like, yeah, hey, try something new. Like, try a new way. Try to shift your focus. Try to imagine it just changing like that. Just like that. Just like that. Miracles abound. And they're not even miracles. We think they're miracles, but they're not. We just have to look in that direction. And so where the miracles start to happen, right? And this quick, 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 that you can't even imagine can't even imagine the evolution. You can't even imagine the grace, the bliss, the joy, the on purpose, the alignment, the empowerment. Empowerment, I think, is one of the biggest words right now. It's just ultimate empowerment, right? The stripping back of the masks, the you coming into your authentic self, really just uncovering your unique blueprint and being so fucking comfortable in your skin, right? It's all right here and it's so quick. It can be so quick, it can be so quick, it can be so quick. But you're going to have to try something new and you're going to have to aim, right? You're going to have to point your vision and you're going to have to aim toward the future. What's calling, what's possible, right? Aim toward what it is that you want. All right. My gosh, I hope this landed. Um, I so hope it brought you something. I love hearing from you all. I read all the comments the first couple of days after a video comes out. Um, if I'm not commenting on them, know that I'm, I comment on as many as I can, um, but I'm reading all of them the first couple of days. It's just really, really beautiful to connect in with everybody. Um, and if you like this, that would be beautiful to hit the like button. If you're subscribed, I love you, thank you. If you're not, that would be beautiful too. Um, gosh, what else is there? Go do the masterclass. There's a retreat here in this place on the Dragon Line. I don't know how long I'll be here because Utah's calling, but it's in California. That's happening. I think it's, it might be th almost three quarters full at this point. So if you've been thinking about it, 
might want to jump on on that um, on that ship before it sails away. Uh, what else? Priestess training that starts in May. That's our eighteen month um, <laughs> gauntlet. Uh, what else? Bones. Right. If you want more, you're like, oh, I want to try some of these new ways. Like that's cool. I want to try some of this like real quick rapid stuff that Sabrina's talking about. Come, come join Bones, right? Come join Bones. It's under fifty bucks a month, right? We get to be in circle three times together in a month. That's crazy good. Um, that would be beautiful to be over there with you. I'll put links down there and above. If you haven't watched here, this is what I'll leave you with. If you haven't watched the uh, the episode on creativity. Watch it now. Watch it now. It talks about this alchemist. It's a new way of doing things in the world. It talks about this alignment piece. It talks about empowerment. I know it says it's about creativity. It's not for artists, though. It's about creating our lives from a really deeply empowered place. That's something really great to watch on this new moon. So I'll leave you with that. All right. So much love to you. I'll see you when I see you, where I see you, and how I see you. Mwah.